You're listening to a podcast from Newstalk ZB. Follow this and our wide range of podcasts now on iHeartRadio. Oh, day there, and welcome to the re-wrap for Friday. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking breakfast on News Talk ZB in a Sulia package. I am Glenn ZB, and this morning uh, is NCEA Agona. More and more schools uh, waving it bye-bye. Uh, should we be waving the education system as it is bye-bye as well? We'll mark the week, because that is what we do on Fridays, and then the census incentive. I have to say that slowly or I'll get it wrong. Uh, how did this happen? If you don't know what I'm talking about, we'll get into it at the end of the pod. But at the beginning of the pod, sorting out the economy again seems to be Mike's mission in life. Are our economic chickens coming home to roost? So overnight, the Bank of England has put their cash rate up another 25 points, but have also made what they suggest is their biggest upgrade ever. Britain, they think, will not be going into recession. Australia this week, which is also not going into recession, they're worried about their growth only being 1.25%. Ah. <laughs> to be so pessimistic about growth, eh? To even to even be able to talk about growth. They also, as we've heard in the budget, of course, have a surplus. Figures this week out of America around inflation uh, mater- show material falls. The producer price index, which is out this morning, is the lowest level now since January of 2021. Meantime this week, we've had in food inflation through the roof again. Another record in the wrong direction. It's widely accepted we are either in recession or headed for one. We have an ever-increasing deficit and no sign of any sort of surplus. In a nutshell... We are losing. Our cash rate is higher than most other countries. It still hasn't stopped rising. Another 25 points is most likely coming in a week or so. That will put it at 5.5. Mortgages are running at floating rates well over 7 now. Grant Robertson's busy saying all of this is predictable, is it? Well, actually it is, because the mistakes that were made were so gargantuan, the fallout was always going to be dramatic. There is no evidence here that inflation is on a downward path. It might have peaked. But we still don't know for sure. We still don't know if the Reserve Bank is finished with the rate rises. Our export returns, with the exception of a couple of products like beef, are now not what they were. The tourists are not coming back in the numbers they should have, and yet we know in some parts of the world the numbers are above pre-COVID levels. In other words, in the so-called recovery stage post-COVID, we are being outperformed by most of our trading partners, certainly America, certainly Australia, and now Britain as well. The trouble for the government is the facts are increasingly alarming every day. Every day the theory, the ideology which is how they like to argue, is now dramatically undermined on a daily basis by the facts. We're being beaten economically and badly by most other countries. We are not, as Grant wants to mislead you, in a good position or anywhere close to it. Their only hope in this area is to pray most of us aren't alert to this, most of us don't understand or don't care, and the media aren't adept enough to cut through the spin of the press releases. They are hoping the sheep don't join the dots. Okay, Um, so we started with chickens coming home to roost and ended it up with um, dot joining sheep. Um, I haven't heard of that last old saying, the sheep joining the dots saying. It's a new one on me, and I would like to see it. I'd like to see it happening in real life. Sheep try to join dots. Uh, the rewrap. Um, how many sheep does it take to join some dots? Is that the kind of question you'd get asked in an NCEA internal assessment? Uh, it doesn't matter because we're getting rid of it, apparently. Good morning, Mike. There's every probability that next year we'll see the majority of New Zealand secondary schools not offering our national qualification NCEA at Level 1, Year 11. What a sad indictment of our Ministry of Education and the NZQA. Kiwi communities abandoning their own assessment system. I couldn't agree with you more. And Erica Stanford uh, was on the program with Katie earlier on this morning, and she was telling her the story of how she's met with the Ministry of Education. 
and the Ministry of Education swear black and blue that everything's fantastic in NCEA. And I mean, any parent, any parent who's awake and knows what day it is has seen their kid deal with NCEA, and it's a joke. And they're constantly tinkering with it. It's not a qualification to take yourself out into the world, one, two, or three. And that's why so many people are into um, the other systems like Cambridge and the baccalaureate, because people who understand that, you know, education is international, uh, don't look at NCEA and go, my word, what a fantastic... So the Ministry of Education are telling you, don't worry, everything's fine. Parents are seeing something completely different. And schools increasingly now are dropping level one at least and going, we're going to do our own thing. I mean, my problem is I've always said I've never understood what NCEA is, how it works. I mean, for about the first three years of it, I was calling NZCEA. Too many letters. Oh, nightmare. The rewrap. And I find it quite triggering talking about all this stuff because it doesn't affect me anymore because my kids are all through it and out the other side. And yet it just keeps taking me back there. I hate that. Stop taking me back to school, Mike. Morning, Mike. I've always been anti-private school. This year, we sent our 10-year-old to a private school due to complete uh, disillusionment with the public system. She has just started her second term, and last night told me she'd learnt more in one term than she had learnt in the previous two years. The words of a 10-year-old. Unless we fix this hopeless public system, more parents will follow suit, and the gap between the haves and the have-nots will widen. That's the consequence of dumbing everything down. Uh, and then we come to the truancy business. This is Jan Tanetti. Jan Tanetti is proof positive that just because you've been in the system doesn't know you what you're doing at, at the top level as minister. She is an abject failure. And you only have to see it in the House, and as I've said it many times on this program before, have a look at what Erica Stanford's doing to her on a daily basis every time the House sits. She is pulling her apart and spanking her silly. The government funded 82 new attendance offices, right? You remember that a couple of weeks ago? Because no one goes to school now, what was it, 46%? Term 3 attendance data. 46% of students are attending school regularly. 46%. Less than half of our kids go to school. I mean, if that's not third world, I don't know what is. Anyway, so the government's answer was, let's have some truancy officers. They don't call them truancy officers, of course, because we're far too PC for that. So far, how many have turned up to start work? One. A lot of their work, unfortunately, is going to be analysing data to find moderately absent students instead of working with chronically absent students. Uh, this new attendance officers cannot deal with difficult cases. So it's not only, even when even if all 82 do turn up to work eventually, uh, it's not going to make any difference. Jan Tanetti says, that's a shame. Quote, unquote. That's a shame. $73 million, $73 million attendance package was so urgent, according to Jan, when she went to the cabinet for this, so urgent it didn't even get the usual checks and balances. Treasury and the Education Review Office were advised of the paper, but they didn't have time to comment. The plan was to have the attendance officers start in Term 2. It is Term 2. Term 2 is underway. So far, just 19 contracts have been signed. Only one person has actually started work, and 46% of kids go to school. Defund the schools. Defund the schools. <laughs> it's my campaign. Uh, we just need to stop doing school and come up with something new. Uh, I mean, Mike, you know, this morning talking about how you know, people are getting qualified in uh, dance and photography, like those aren't real subjects. But uh, you could do those before NCEA came along, just saying. I, I mean, I, I, I've, I've got qualifications in uh, drama and performance music, which I think have served me very well in this job, I'll have you know. The rewrap. Anyway, it's not engineering, isn't it? It's, everybody's got to be an engineer these days. That's, that's what you're supposed to be. Uh, or an IT specialist, um, or 
be artificial intelligence. If you could get a job as artificial intelligence, I think that's the that's definitely the future industry. Time now to mark the weekly little piece of news and current events that's as popular as an avocado under seven dollars. Uh, the Coronation Ten. <laughs> its value was in its beauty, its history, the fact that most of us had never seen one or been to one before. It was everything the royal family in Britain do well. Defence Seven. Uh, government's best moment of the week by a long way this week, a practical solution handing out major pay rises to stop people leaving. Mecca Fightery, too. Do you not trust the Prime Minister? No, I trust my family. All that's wrong with politics these days, uh, displays of contempt, the Maori Party lied to the Speaker, the rules around desertion clearly don't work. This is the part that's been missed. If the numbers were different in the Parliament, this could have been a constitutional crisis. Kerry Allen, Jan Tanetti, Mecca Fightery and Willie Jackson, too. Between their various scandals, misdeeds and sloppiness, it simply reminds us what a low-rent lot we've got running the place at the moment. Wayne Smith, six. I think he may have a point about rugby, and given what he did for the All Blacks and the Black Ferns, I mean, who can argue with him? Jason Paris, six. Driven by passion, which is no bad thing, but cheating is a deliberate act, and on that he has no evidence, hence the trouble he's potentially found himself in. Uh, the debt ceiling, four. They will cut a deal, of course they will, because they always do. But you can see why debt ceilings are adopted by virtually no other country anywhere in the world. A state of emergency three. I mean, just a meteorological version of stage four lockdowns, basically, aren't they? Control freaks who panic. Speaking of which, the breast cancer reports too. Another scandal out of COVID, and one that some of us warned of, and yet, did they listen? No, they did not. CO2, two. Another fallout from the Marsden closure. I mean, a country that can't brew its own beer is not a proper country, is it? Australia 6. G'day, Mike. Good on you. A $4 billion surplus and hundreds of thousands of migrants headed their way for a new life, including a growing number of New Zealanders. Hmm. Who do you think's the most attractive prospect in this part of the world then, eh? Uh, the pay more tax open letter. One. I'm not a tax expert. I despair. And that is the week. Copies on the website and Air New Zealand are happy to announce this morning that if you pay 500 for the Sky Nest, you get three back copies of this to entertain you once you wake up refreshed. And make sure, of course, you, uh, you're up to date with these podcasts as well. Download them. You can listen to these in your Sky Nest too. The rewrap. We're going to uh, finish up here with, well, was it a bit of a scandal that they bribed people to do the census? Uh, the other thing I hadn't thought about was the, uh, the business of the census. And the Warriors ticket, and what I didn't know beyond the Warriors tickets, you also, the government provided you with the opportunity to go in the draw to win a trip to Australia. Do you know that? If you hadn't filled out your services, you got free Warriors tickets and you got a chance to win a trip to Australia. All of that Is cost- that a permanent trip to Australia? So oh, therefore, question. there's no point in counting you just, anyway because you don't live here anymore? Anyway, they asked in the House yesterday how much all of this costs and the answer from Deborah Russell, who's the Minister of Statistics, is $150,000. To which they then asked, well, hold on. If the person who does their job right, i.e. you and I, we, we do our duty and we fill out our census form the way we're supposed to, what do we get for that? Nothing. If you're a, if you're a scumbag, if you're lazy, if you're a recalcitrant, if you're a go-nowhere, what does the government give you? It gives you tickets to the Warriors and it gives you the chance to go to Australia. So what's the message in that? The message is, the bigger bum you are, the more likely you are to get something. That's his government in a nutshell. It, it's always irked me, those sorts of deals. It's like um, if you join up with Sky, you get the first six months free. Or, you know, you've got an internet, you know, Spark. You, you, you sign up with Spark and you get, you know, all this free stuff, you know, a cool new router and three months of somebody coming around and giving you flowers every day or something. Um 
uh, that's always annoyed me because if you're a valued customer, so-called value, I'm doing air quotes, uh, of, I'm just saying I'm doing air quotes. So you'll think that I'm doing air quotes, I can't bother doing air quotes. Uh, but, you know, if, you're a, if you've been a loyal customer, you know, for years and years, what do you get? Where's your reward? You get six months free? No. You get this free, and you'll get another one free on Monday. I'll see you then. The rewrap. The rewrap. For more from News Talk ZB, listen live, on air, or online, and keep our shows with you wherever you go with our podcasts on iHeartRadio.